Hi, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. We're coming to you from the QRL studios in Brisbane. I'm here with um, Steve Renoff, as we are every week. Um, hello, Steve. How are you Hello, going? Joel. I'm very well indeed. Um, obviously, we're looking at the the week ahead uh, once round, again. Round 13. It's Yeah, it's round 13. Can you believe it? Yeah, unlucky for some. <laughs> Let's hope not for others. Steve, you're at the Broncos game as a guest um, yeah. in the Chairman's Lounge, I believe. Is that right? With the yeah. Daily Choices team. And you, you, you must have been expecting or hoping for a win there with five minutes. Wow. Uh, sorry, ten minutes to go. Yeah, you know, look, you got to give it to the boys. They played really well, the, the Broncos, and just let themselves down that last eight or ten minutes, unfortunately. And, you know, it's rugby league. Uh, you know, really thought they would come, come out with a win. You're disappointed, though, the way that the game was uh, given yeah. away in that last 10 minutes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, a positive out of that, and there hasn't been much around him from me anyway this year, but, you know, Darius back to fullback, you know, it was a, what a, he probably shouldn't have, when you look at that game, he probably shouldn't have been taken out of that position. Um, so it's funny, uh, you know, when you've got the most experienced, one of the most experienced players in the game and you play him out of position for that long and he goes back to his position as fullback. I, I think that actually made the difference for him. Oh, it certainly did. He had I, I had a story ready to go I, because with 10 minutes to go, as journo, you're writing this, you're getting ready to file on full time. So it was Darius Boyd's triumphant return to fullback. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the story became about Wade Graham <laughs> well. and his magnificent um, final... Um, oh, look, he had a great game, Wade Graham, anyway, but um, his final 10 minutes were just... What a player. Oh, how good is he? No, look, look, he's got everything, Wade Graham. He's got passing, he's got toughness, he's got kicks. Well, he's tough and he's mobile, um, but on that edge, he's another ball player. Um, you know, and he, he reminds me of guys like Terry Madison. You know, they they play on the edge, but they could they could pass and play the ball. Trevor Gilmister, Alan Cairn. I mean, he's he's that ilk of player that um, you know that actually can read the game, uh, mm. not only just just do the hard work. Um, they can actually play rugby league. Okay, Steve. Well, we're going to have a look at the round. Um, firstly, we've got the drag. There's a lot of changes this week. The, yeah. the coaches have been forced to make changes with some injuries. They've axed some people, and the first person to get the axe in this, uh, well, the, the main axing that we're looking at here in the Dragons game is Corey Norman has been dropped. Uh, Adam Clune comes into the halves uh, from back from concussion. So. That's a big change. Does that mean, is Tristan Saylor stay in then? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, he's on the interchange bench, Tristan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. you'd love to start. He's he's a good kid. He is. Well, the Dragons led 16-0 against South Sydney, and at that point, Cody Walker stepped up. Corey Norman went missing, and that's why he's been axed. Um, Do you think that's the right move by Paul McGregor? Well, you want want someone like him to stand up. He's... You know, in, in his own right, one of the experienced players there. And you just can't be in and out of games, especially when you're a team like St. George. Um, and as a coach, you'd be looking to him to to step up. Um, and he didn't do that. So, you know, he's just a victim of his own circumstance, to be honest. Yeah, well, he's brought it on himself. I think yeah. when, you pay, when you're on really good money, you're expected to be a playmaker and take charge, and you don't do it enough. Well, you, I, 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 Corey's probably been guilty of he'll have a couple of good games and then just goes goes shy for a while and you can't do it when you especially in, in the team at the moment you've got to be performing week in week out especially when the team's struggling and the coach is struggling so yep. you know it's understandable that he got the chop 
Okay, um, Josh Morris is back from a calf issue for the Roosters, which only strengthens them. I mean, they they had to fight for that win over the Titans, but um, they did enough. Uh, Joseph Manu was amazing. Yeah, what I a centre. How do you rate him as a centre? Oh, he, he, he's, he's close to the best centre in the game at the moment, I to think be he honest. is. Yeah, because yeah. he just does things at, at ease. And I watched him over the last couple of years um, develop uh, he's, you know, he's doing things here and there. He's a lot more consistent now, and and they're looking towards him, especially after I suppose losing Latrell. Um, they they turned to to Manu, and he hasn't let him down. Like, you know, scoring that try, virtually took it in one hand that kick um, the other night, and um, just bowled his way over. Yeah. Okay. Well, this game um, it's being played at Wynn Stadium, but I don't think that's going to help the Dragons at all. No, and look. Look, look, as far as the result goes, look, it will, sorry, it will help them. But uh, look, to be honest, even though the Roosters have been winning games, they lost a game there as well. They haven't really stringing together a Roosters performance, to be honest, in, in the last few weeks. So, um, you know, I don't think they're going to be the St George will be good enough to beat them. To be honest, um, that's just where they're at. So Roosters for me, but um, you know, uh, it'd be good to see the Roosters just put out a, a performance. Say someone like. Uh, the Panthers are playing at the moment. So, you know, but yeah, the Roosters for me. Okay, yeah, Lachlan Lamb comes in too for um, uh, Kyle Flanagan, who's also out, but I'm tipping the Roosters. Um, the Sea Eagles are hosting the Warriors um, at Lotto Land. Uh, the Warriors... Well, big op- news there. Well, huge news this week. Um, Todd oh. Payton turning down the job um, yeah. for family reasons, he said. Uh, he... Um, is in the in the in the mix for the the Cowboys job. Yep. I, I think he's done a, a wonderful job with the Warriors. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, you look at the win last week. I I, I just think, um, yeah, I think he's just mate, he's toughened them up a bit. And in all this in all this um, uh, all the COVID area and, and what's been happening and you know you talk about we you know Wayne is talking about playing in adversity under adversity you know and. Um, they, they, they've done that, and they've actually winning a few games along the way. So he's done a good job with them. Well, he's done a wonderful job, I think. Um, look, he ha- we're at an early stage of. Uh, he made it clear. He, he made it clear he had a family issue. Mm. Uh, he's, he said his wife's father's undergoing chemotherapy. He, he wants to be um, here, and uh, obviously he was at the Cowboys for a while. Uh, Josh Hannay is up there. And um, he's he's um, impressing with what he's doing with the Cowboys. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds and, and where the Warriors go from here. Uh, they don't know where they're going to be based next year at this stage. You'd hope that would be back in New Zealand. But um, it's it's a difficult time for the Warriors, and yet somehow they they were too good for the West Tigers. They, they really did play with a lot of toughness and, and desire. And uh, Look, there's, there's a big... I mean, depending on how it's viewed by uh, the NRL, um, is there any chance that, like, the Warriors, if, if the, the COVID period travels in the next year, which is could be highly likely, you know, they might wrap them up. I don't know. Do you wrap them up for a while and um, not no. go there? No, I don't think you wrap them up, Steve. I think. Well, are they, all the players going to want to be out of here long term. That you know, I'm, you well, know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, whether so they would be able to stay here again. Look, we're, we're too far away, aren't we, to know? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and I, it's just one of those dilemmas. You go, well, um, you know, I, I think what they're doing at the moment is great for a lot of those players. I, I think, you know, they're, they're holding on. and um, But you extend that even further. Gee, that's tough on them. It is, it is Steve. It's a, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime op, uh, situation we're facing. 
Uh, Blake Green has gone to the Knights for the rest yeah. of the year, so that's a blow. Uh, Chanel Harris Tavita will partner Cody Nicarima. Look, Daly Cherry Evans was very disappointed with the way the Seagulls um, collapsed against Penrith. He wasn't making excuses after the game. I, I thought they were poor. Mm. Sure, they've got a lot of injuries, but they should have played better than that, and that was disappointing. Yes. Um, Dylan Walker, a fractured foot again. Yeah. Um, so he's out and Cade Cuss that's a good replacement though into the six it is a he's lot he's playing well he's playing well it's had a lot of land I don't think the, the Seagulls have been a bit sloppy in a couple of games defensively of late I don't see that happening this time no I've, back, I've gone the Seagulls as well yeah definitely okay the Rabbitohs are hosting the Bronco, Broncos on Friday night at ANZ Stadium um, Adam Reynolds is named um so they're unchanged, the, the Rabbitohs. Um, we're doing this podcast before um, Jaden Sue has gone to the judiciary, um, so we're not sure whether he's yep. going to get off or, or not. So that, that remains to be seen. So they might have to make a change there. There's a few changes for the Broncos, Steve. Um, Anthony Milford's out for a month with a hammy, which he did at training on Monday, or yep. re-aggravated on Monday. David Feeder's back. Brody, Brody Croft is into the halves, um, and um, Offerhen Garway is onto the bench. Before we talk about the Broncos, um, Steve, obviously last week was Indigenous Round. You did yep. that moving uh, presentation video where you spoke about some yep. of the uh, racism you uh, encountered, fa- yeah. encountered yeah. At, the, at the Broncos in the early years. You were very honest and upfront about it. The The Broncos came back with an apology to you for that, for, for the past uh, misdemeanours that, that went on there, um, as you explained um, so eloquently in your piece your response to that um, firstly the apology and also what's the feedback you've had yeah look uh, you know all credit to Paul White and um, you know Paul White's been a, a great supporter um, of the indigenous players and 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 the culture um, and we see that through the partnership you know we signed back in 2013 I think it was with deadly choices um, but uh, all credit to Paul. Uh, you know, not only apologise to me, but every other Indigenous player that's come through the club that, you know, would have witnessed um, what I witnessed because I'm not the only one. I'm probably the only one that's spoken out. I'm a little bit su- not surprised. I said to someone, it's, it's amazed, not amazed, sorry, that I thought someone else might have came out, but um, uh, my partner said to me, she goes, well, you've spoken on behalf of everyone, um, every Indigenous player. Um, so that's probably satisfying. Then Paul come to come out and apologise to me and the rest of the past Indigenous players. I think that was a great thing to do for the club. Yeah, 100%, Steve. I think your yeah. partner's hit the nail on the head. I think you did speak for a, a lot of people because... Yeah. Well, know, I, I know for a fact, Joel, I wasn't the only one. So, um, you know, there was other parts of the story that didn't go on the story, and that's OK, but um, that's just the way things were. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve, um, and what about the feedback you've had from the public? I have had not one negative, Joel, um, to be honest. It's, it's all been positive. Um, you know, um, I've had negative feedback, say, on my Twitter feed um, in the past for other issues. Um, but, if, you know, it's. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I don't know how many days it's since it went to air um, that I've have had nothing but negative. Well, it was a great pleasure writing. Oh, nothing but positive, sorry. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that, that shows you... Um, the, the, look, something you said in your column, which I thought was really good. Look, in your column, you spoke about how um, getting equality for Indigenous and non-Indigenous people, closing the gap between the disadvantage that does exist and, and moving forward as a nation together, 
as one takes leadership and you you mentioned all the leaders that you mm. looked up to in, in and yeah. and also they were indigenous and non-indigenous people as in kevin rudd with the, his apology to the stolen generations and i found that to be and so you, the way you phrased all that I, I just found it inspirational myself to read i've had a lot of good feedback to your column that you that you wrote and that we went over so many times to get it just right um that what you wanted to convey and i think that was um what you said just really struck a chord with me, and I, I learned a lot from listening to you speak because mm. it, it takes it takes leadership from us all. Yeah, it does. It takes it takes. We've got to do the right thing. And you, and you know, when we talk about leadership. We're not, you know, we're not talking necessarily about the prime minister or or, or people at that standing for the country. It, it's about being a, a leader within your community. So that's indigenous and non-indigenous working together. I mean, that that's it starts there. So mm. if you can do that within a community uh, and just go hand in hand and what going forward, I mean, that, that's, you're halfway there. If, if people can just come on board, it's not, as I said, not, devi- not divisive. It's about being together from the start and, and pushing together for a better outcome. Mm. Well, that's what I meant is I, I learned a lot from it. How can, and I asked myself, how can I lead in this area? You know, mm. I think over the years I've, I've obviously done a lot of work. I've, I used to write for the National Indigenous Times yes, um, as, as a correspondent on football. <laughs> on rugby league, and I remember we did a lot big campaign trying to get the Maori boomerangs back into rugby league, yes. which was um, very uh, rewarding that that finally did happen. So, um, but there's all sorts of things that we can do, and I can mm. do to make sure that Fair we, we do move forward. Okay, well, let's have a look at this game. Um, this is obviously a huge. There's there's all these subplots in this game. Coaches. So, <laughs> Bennett v Seabold. Now Wayne's not talking about Seabold uh, at this no, point in no. time. I did give him a ring and I did have a good chat to him uh, and there were some things he would talk about as, as in yeah. um, Cody Walker <laughs> yeah. and how he's doing well with him, uh, a player that you've always admired and, yeah. and looked up to you actually, um, but he's not talking about Seabold. He didn't even want to talk about Darius when I spoke to him. So I think Bain, Wayne's put the lid on it for now. I mean, we're only at Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we're, we're doing wait. this on Tuesday. Oh. What do you reckon, Steve? What's what's going on in the background here between Bennett and Seabold? The Look, tension's still there, isn't it? The, the tension's there, and it, it, there's a reason for that. Um, you know, and look, we're not going to go into detail here. You know things, Joel. I know things. Um, well, you know, Wayne is still seething because he just the way things panned out at the club. I'm sorry to go back to that when that happened, but. Um, he got dudded, <laughs> to be brutally honest. <laughs> he got dudded. Um, you know what I mean? And Wayne could, can, can play that card as well. But I honestly think in that situation, he was never a chance. I, I think he honestly wanted to, to stay. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, don't anyone think that Wayne's playing a game there because you know, I think you spoke to I spoke to him personally before it all happened and he definitely wanted to stay and then he was just kiboshed. He, he was ambushed and... He, he, nothing he could do about it. So so that's why he's holding his tongue because, you know, what he's hoping is that the, his team are going to do the talking for him. And if they get away with a win and a good win, watch out. <laughs> 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 what, you want, I'd love to be... Oh, I'm going to watch that. Uh, if that goes that way, which I think it's going to, um, I'll be definitely watching that media conference after the game. I'm not quite sure what he'll say. I don't know. I, oh, I don't, no, ben, he, he, he'll be, he'll be um, modest. Yeah, he hasn't won the game yet, but I, there's two things from his uh, sacking. One, he sent a text to all the players um, saying he'd be back. <clears throat> yeah. 
fire up, you know, get get yourself ready, we're going to have a great year. A week before he was sacked, the, the Broncos put out a media release with his own quotes after he had a meeting with Carl Morris. Wayne said that Carl Morris had told him, you're our coach. So the Broncos put out that release a week before he was sacked. There's two very compelling things to suggest. A, that Wayne was intending to coach on, and B, that the Broncos, a week out from when he was sacked, had guaranteed him that he was the coach. Yeah. So there's a lot happening between that time, but that, that second, that release and the, the circumstances around it and what really did change in the next week has well, never fully been explained. And Joel, it'll, hopefully it'll come out one day, but you got to understand from then, get away from that. That decision was made, who knows how and why, but... Um, the ripple effect into that team, and we spoke about it. It was a it's, it was a seismic shift because all those boys were happy. Majority of that playing group were happy to be under Wayne and going into another year. Then that was ripped away from them. I could imagine if I was um, that ever happened to me, I'd I'd be shattered as a player. Um, and a lot of those, a fair part of that group. Very happy with Wayne being there and looking forward to the next season. Mm. And they just got ripped away from him. Well, it did, and a lot of those players are now with him. Uh, yeah. James Roberts, who's injured, Jaden Sewer, who's, um, as we said, um, yeah. going to the judiciary, and Patrick Mago. Yeah. There's three. They're, yeah. all, they're all down there with him. So they went, they followed him, as, as often happens with Wayne. Um, look, you and I are both of the same opinion on this, Steve. We've, I've written about it. I don't think anyone that's heard me speak on it can doubt that I, I don't believe what the Broncos did was right. I don't believe it was right. I think it was the wrong move. And well, it's it's unfolding now, Joel. It, and it, it just it, the proof is in what's happening. Mm. It doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the year. That this Bronco team can go ahead and win all the games. It's still a dire situation for the club. Well, I worked out. I, I've done a, a ladder predictor myself, and I, I've worked out that the top eight cutoff is going to be twenty or twenty-two points. Could be twenty, but if it is twenty, the Broncos would need to win all their eight games to make the eight. And yeah. that because of their for and against is horrific, and that's not going to happen. No. So they're, they're they're finished. They can't make the eight, the Broncos. So they won't be playing beyond no. beyond the end of um, September. Okay. Um, so we looked at the changes. Who's winning? Uh, I, I'm I've picked the rabbits, so I have got to stick with with the rabbits. So I, um, look the Bron look and after saying all that, the Broncos. I was really happy with the way they turned their performance around last week. Um, you know, the Sharks have uh, uh, been playing some good rugby league and they, they stuck it to them, um, you know, for the majority of the game, obviously. And mm. Look, they could, they could do the same uh, to the Rabbits if, if they got their heads right, but I just don't think at the back end of the game um, it, it's telling because once they get under the pump, they seem to drop, you know, no pun intended, but they seem to drop the ball. Well, the feeder in is a big thing. Oh, that's a massive... That's a big in. And I'm sorry, I, I did forget... He's a, he's a game breaker. Like yeah. he is a game breaker. If there's one player that can break a game wide open for the Broncos and give them a lot of confidence, it's him. Steve, I disagree with you. I don't think they. I thought that was a disgraceful uh, ending to that game by the Broncos. So Darius Boyd ripped them a new one. Some of his teammates after the game. I think you know in the NRL you play for 80 minutes. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I thought that their capitulation was was. Yeah, a sign of a lot of things that are wrong with that team and one of them is I don't believe they're fit honestly yeah. don't believe that team's fit enough to play 80 minutes in the in the new rules and if you're not fit enough to play rugby league uh, the highest well, level you're not going to be able to play doubt, Joel, that's my opinion look um, I think Anthony Seabold was very disappointed after that game I think he was very disappointed 
that they had that and then they let it go with some inept defence. And yeah. it was really inept and that's been their Achilles heel. It has been. Okay, I'm tipping the rabbits too. Yep. Um, okay, we move up to the um, Sunshine Coast on Saturday. There was a few issues with um, uh, the crowd. on the last. I was there at the game on Sunday and I could see on the hill that they were probably a little bit too close. But look, I think everyone's worked together here to, to reduce the uh, number of people that are coming into Sunshine Coast Stadium. So that, that should be solved this week. Um, look, the Storm did everything right. They didn't get, yeah. sell more tickets than they should have. I just think it's hard to manage. It's a difficult stadium because of the hill areas. But I, so I thought in all in all, when you look at that group of people, and um, mm. they're all seated, um, you're not many moving around, and yeah. um, you know you, you are outside. You're not like stuck in a like a, a contained area. So there's plenty of airflow. Um, that probably could be a negative thing too with airflow with with the, the COVID. But um, you know. I think, yeah, the way it was handled has been good. Um, you know, they probably thought, oh, it was a bad look. Um, so they've just got to move on now and do the right thing this week. Well, I think the Storm, the NRL and the Queensland government, from what I've seen and the comments mm. that I've seen, have done done a really good job and they've tried to find a solution yes. to it. So let's, let's hope that works. Um, the Storm were very good. They lost their skipper, Cameron Smith, who equaled Craig Bellamy's 46 tries. <laughs> and that's why he was so happy. And then all of a sudden he was off with a shoulder injury, which was um, unfortunate for Cameron. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen's being rested, apparently, with Nico Hines starting at fullback. Um, Justin Olam's in uh, for Marion Sevy, who's um, had a nasty cut ear and got plastic surgery on it. Really? Uh, the um, the Melbourne Storm have signed Ricky Latelli today, um, and uh, so they signed him yesterday. Um, I've written a story for NRL.com on the the inside story behind that. It's a great story. Uh, yep. Ricky over there with his young family. He's going to come over. Um, he, his visa was about to run out because the Toronto Wolfpack are no longer in okay. the comp. He's going to come out and get himself ready to hopefully be fit for September and, and strengthen the centres for the Storm, who are a bit low on centres at the moment with a few injuries to Branko Lee, now uh, Marion Sevy, and also there's someone else I've forgotten. Uh, Olin's not a bad replacement, though. He's a good replacement, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, does, he doesn't. I don't think he lets them down. Yeah, he has a go. He has a red-hot go. Oh, he's a weapon. A weapon, <laughs> he is. <laughs> well, the Storm did a great job last week. I thought um, they really did. Uh, well, aim up and they did it um, they they all wore Wally Carr the name of Josh Adokar's yeah. um, great grand, uh, sorry, grandfather on the inside of their collar yeah. and he's a great boxer, an indigenous boxer who passed away last year yeah. Craig, oh. Craig told stories about him before the game. Is that right? What, you, you would have heard of Wally. Yeah. Oh no, I've met Wally I've, I've spent a bit of time with him um, Oh really? Yeah, back back, uh, you know, back in the day so yeah, just, a, just a beautiful old man you know, just, you know what the, everything that everyone says about him, it was he was just a, he was a not really nice man to be around. Um, so yeah, you know, and a bit of a legend, and you know, it, it, it's I love the way they've celebrated him with with Josh, um, you know, with his grandson, and you know, it's been pretty good, very good. The Storm do things so well. They do. Yeah. I mean, that to me, and I spoke to Josh Adokar after the game. Bellamy mentioned it in the press conference, uh, and he spoke so well, and even Nico Hines who. He's also a Wiradjuri man. Yeah, okay. Like Josh had a car. He spoke about what it meant to him. And I must say, look, because the Storm have been moved up here, I've had to cover them. And I love covering the Melbourne Storm. I think they're... A, a Everything's positive at every every level of what they do, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, a, it's remarkable. It's they're they're so well run from the top right the way down. And you see it in the, the players that come into the team, how they fit into the system. 
but it's just it's more than that it's the holistic yep. melbourne storm everything about them well you know the good thing too going back to the game um they lose smith and anything could have happened from there but they held their own and they went on with it, hmm. oh, it was, that's what really impressed me um with that playing group um you know they could have panicked um you know without without smithy out there but they just went on as normal they did. They're a remarkable team. I've loved watching them play. Because we talk about that, you know. We talk about, you know, you know, it's nearly like saying, "Oh, they're not going to win without Smith." Well, no, they can. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, they can, yeah. yeah. Well, the one I've really liked about the Storm is a lot of cliches about how Melbourne plays. Look how well they've adapted to these new rules. Look how exciting the football is that they play. Hmm. They've got a whole lot of different ways they can play. Yeah, and that's, exactly. And we're seeing. I love the way they play now. Um, that say, with yeah. Munster and Papenhuyzen in particular, Papenhuyzen in particular, um, that that sort of well, flair. Well, that well they, Brandon Smith, you know, hasn't he been a revelation as well? I, I love watching him play. What do they call him? The mobile block of cheese? Is that right? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is that right? Although, what are they? I'm not sure. I got that right. If I stuffed up, Paul Munnings will let me know if I have. Uh, I, yeah. I just thought that's what they call him. No, nah, very very impressive unit. Um, <laughs> You know, just just their big forwards belting it up, and I just just love the way they play their rugby league. And that look, that comes obviously comes back to Craig Bellamy, and um, you, you can see that rubbed off with, with the players, the sort of bloke he is, and how competitive he is. Well, the Bulldogs were gallant against um, Parramatta last yeah. week, and almost staged a remarkable comeback. Um, they're doing really well at the moment uh, under their new coach. Um, so uh, look. I can't see them winning this game, but they sh- they're showing each week that they're no easy beats, despite their position on the ladder. They're far from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Look, I, I thought they were impressive last week, the doggies, but um, they I don't think they'll beat the Storm up here. Um, they're too meticulous. They'll just go on with it. Um, they'll carry on without Cam Smith. Did you watch the Bulldogs game? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. So yeah. I was. Um, what was I doing? I was on my way up to Sunshine Coast, so I had oh, heard they, a bit of it on the radio. I nearly so got them. <laughs> I haven't really um, had a good chance to have a look at that game in full. But uh, Lachlan Lewis is really stepping up. It's really impressed me. Um, you know, as I said to you, if you can string together a full 80 minutes, he has a few mistakes in him, but um, he's maturing into a, a really good half, and he, you know, he's got the big boot on him. I, I love watching him play. Okay, we're both going for the Storm there. The Knights um, hosting the West Tigers uh, on Friday. I'm sorry, on Saturday night. They Blake Green straight in. That's going to make a huge difference to the Knights, I think. Yeah. And Kurt Mann goes to hook at that position where they've had so many injuries. And I thought the Knights were really good, and so did their coach. Yeah, I, last I, week I, I thought same. they really hung in there. Yeah, they did, and I, I can't see them, you know, losing this one. And as I said, having Blake Green. I reckon that's going to be a, a big difference to that that team. Um, you know, I, I think what they're going to have to do though is sort out. Is that that allow, um, you know, uh, Pierce to run a bit more because um, he's not a runner of the ball, is he? Blake Green really? He can, but he, he's a bit more of a ball player. Um, so that might loosen um, Pierce up a bit. Well, I like what Pierce when Pierce took the line on against yeah. you know, Melbourne, he looked really dangerous. And yeah. I know um, Adam O'Brien after the game said that he thought Mitch really stood up after having a blow par game the week before against Canterbury. So I think it'll work well. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that combination. Um, it'll keep them guessing too. Gives them great kicking options either side of the field. Uh, so that's going to be really good. The West Tigers once again let themselves down by losing um, a game that they would have. 
thought they should win, and that's probably the problem. They, they, they're thinking they're going to win games and not aiming up against some of the lower-placed teams, and the Warriors ambushed them. So um, that's... I think Michael Maguire has really laid down the law this week. I'm expecting a better yeah, that performance. Poor, that but Harry Grant chair. is out with a knee injury, and, oh. and Alex Twiles also out. So Moses Mbai has gone to dummy half. And I don't really like that. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. Um, I don't think Moses is a dummy half, to be honest. Yeah, I, no. I, I really don't. I, I, you know, he's no Harry Grant. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, I, I just don't know about the West Tigers. I think, I think they've overachieved in some games, and I just wonder. I think they're headed for another ninth or tenth place position. Yeah, it's it's a shame for them because they've showed some really good steel this year, and I, I think this, it's just getting sorting out. The, you know, they're playing more games, they're getting a bit tired, and, and this is where you know they, they played some really good rugby league, but they're letting themselves down. And uh, I, I got the Knights for this one. So by Leilua back in the centres gives them a lot more from suspension, gives them yeah. a lot more punch, and a lot more attack. I, the centre pairing they had of Mbai and um, Chris Lawrence just didn't cut it for me. Um, Chris Lawrence is a great um, you know, warrior for the West Tigers, but look, in the centres these days, you need a Leilua. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Lawrence is a bit of getting on a bit. Um, you know, he's, he's probably more suited. He's, he's one of those one centres that have made the transition already into the middle. Um, thank God I never got there. Um, but uh, yeah, he just doesn't have that penetration he used to have. No, I think when you're fielding a team with Lawrence at, at his stage of his career in the centres, it means you've, you've got a few problems as far as injuries, and yeah. that's certainly what was the case. Yeah, I'm tipping. I think the Knights will go on with this. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I think Green will be the linchpin for them. Okay, the Panthers are just going from strength to strength. Oh. I mean, they, their performance against Manly was awe-inspiring. They had Manly um, well and truly covered for the whole night, really. Um, Charlie Staines, that try scoring machine's out, um, but Malachi Watini's Lesniak comes in. That's not a bad replacement. Um, for the sorry for the Raiders, uh, Charles Nickel Clockstats back from a dislocated finger. Um, so Jordan Rappenar is back to the wing. So what what we've got here is um, a team that won ugly up in North Queensland against the gallant Cowboys against a team that's hot to trot. Yeah, <laughs> look, I I. I really can't see them. Oh, look, Ricky will have them up for it. I, I think it'll be a lot closer than what we probably think. But just watching the two, uh, especially back from last week, um, those, those changes aren't going to make too much of a difference. Um, I still think they'll be competitive, but they're not going to get the Panthers. Um, they, they just keep rolling on. Um, I just find, I find they're going to be very hard to beat. doesn't matter. I mean, Cleary is just running the show, doing what he wants. Um you know that even it epitomised it last week when he just put that little little grubber in for himself, and I didn't even have an idea. I thought he was going out to the right to the to the winger. Anyway, he's just just so they're just full of confidence, aren't they? Um, and they're just rolling on. I, I can't see any different. As I said, Canberra will go out there and compete, um, but they won't they won't keep up with the, with the Panthers. Well, I think this is going to be a belter of a game. I think it's going to be really close. We, we did touch on, and it's great when we get things right, Steve. Uh, we t- <laughs> <laughs> what did we get right, Joel? Oh, did we get anything right? No, we did. Uh, we, we, got, we, had, uh, we won't go over our top eight tips for the year. Oh, okay. We, we'll pretend they never happen. <laughs> but um, the one thing we did say before the game was that John Bateman was going to make a huge difference. Well, and he did. He set up two tries, yeah. didn't he? Let's face it. Yeah, he did. Um, he, look, he's, I don't, he's not that big either, is he? 
does he, is he a big? He just he doesn't look big to me, but geez, he's competitive and he he gets the balls away and he's just um he's just he's a lot smarter footy football player than you than you think. Um, I don't know. It's just um, no, he's, he's smart. Very, he's a smart yeah, he's smart. I mean, he's smart and. Um, but yeah, I, I, he made a big difference to him. I, I think. Yeah, he's smart, all yeah. right. As a footy player, yeah. yeah. As a, I know what you're saying. Like yeah. you, you look at him physically, the stature of him. He's no, like he's not. You know what position is he? He's, he's playing in the back row. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's not one of the old classic back rowers from nah. the past, a ball playing back rower. But he's John Bateman, and yeah. uh, I love the way he can do anything. Like if he wants to get a pass away, he just threw, just chucked it over there. We'll see the two handed over yeah, like a netball pass. Let's, get, let's <laughs> just get it there. We'll find a way. Yeah. And then the other side no of the field, he, he set up. It was a lovely little offload again on the yeah. other side. So he, he's got it, Bateman. I think this will be a corker of a match. I think the Raiders. Um, I think they can do some damage in this comp. They would need to finish in the top four, though, I believe, in this yeah. COVID-19 yeah. um, season with you know, the amount of games you've got to play in a row. Whether they can do that or not is up in the air. They'll need to win this. So I think they'll be up for it. I'm tipping the, the Panthers just. Yeah. Okay, big news for the North Queensland Cowboys uh, in their trip to Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, Michael Morgan is bit back in the team. He's also got a baby on the way this week, his wow. first child. So there's all, it's all happening for Michael Morgan. Ben Hampton's been retained in the halves, surprisingly, with Jake Clifford. Um, he's dropped off. Um, Josh Hanna explained that today. He, he thinks Ham- Hampton stands for what the Cowboys are all about, competitive. Um, Compared to who? Who's he? Well, well, uh, he hasn't compared him to Clifford, but he's left Clifford out. <laughs> so he's got Hampton in the halves. I don't like it personally. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I don't uh, think Clifford's look. stood up sometimes in when the games have been on the line. But I, I don't see Hampton as a better half. Than no, I don't. I don't. I don't Clifford. probably view him as a better half. And this is where they got a bit of a problem. But Clifford, I must admit, didn't his finishing off was pretty woeful last it, week. It wasn't good, was it? No, and it, but it was repetitive. And I think, mate, you got to correct that. Um, you got to have the maturity in the game, and I, I know he's only young, but he, he virtually was going to do the same thing. And I think two or three of the kicks came off the side of his. They were terrible, and and, and I actually think you'll see in one of those, um, uh, their winger he was kicking to, um, terrible. I've just gone blank there. Um, the Queensland winger, Kyle Felt, he actually blew up in one of them over the kick. You watch it. I saw him. He's you see him out of a bit of a spit. Um, and that would have been directed at Clifford because he repeated the, a really bad kick. And I, I can, to say that that's very un cowboy like and that's why he's there, but he just didn't have a good game, I thought, Jay Clifford, to be honest. No, I don't think he did either, but yeah. I just don't like Hampton, Hampton in the halves. So. Yeah. Look, I might, might be proven totally wrong. Josh Hannay knows a lot more about his team than I do. I just don't see Ben Hampton as. Look, I, I admit that Clifford had a poor game. But uh, I, I think with Morgan back, I would have stuck with him. That's mm. just me. Um, Josh Maguire's back from suspension, so he's going to add some some clout uh, to that team. Um, I, I I still like. I think the Titans have been really good uh, in a couple of narrow losses lately. Yeah, oh, they've I, been great. I like what um, Holbrook's doing with them, but they need. He won't be happy they haven't won. Like yeah. I know he's competitive. He wants to win. This is a game that. And Brimson's return to fullback was really promising. I thought. Yeah. Look, I've I've backed the Titans here. I think this will be, this will be a really good match. Um, mm. You know, you talk about the big wigs playing each other the other end, but you know, for these two teams who are actually being very competitive against good teams, 
this is going to be a humdinger this game and I, I think the Titans will, will get away with this against the Cowboys yeah so do I I'm tipping the Titans I, I like the Titans I think they're um, they've got a really good forward pack and I like liking what I'm seeing already from Brimson back at fullback I will say I think Josh Hanna is doing a really good job with the Cowboys yeah. taking yeah. over like he's um, he obviously wants that job and I'm sure they'll be up for it Tao Malala is always the X factor isn't he if he he has a blinder most weeks, but um, if he car if he carves if he carves Titans to shreds, we might see our, our tip go south. Well, that's right. I mean, he scored a great try uh, in his last week, and it'd be good to see him close to the line, getting more balls like that. Uh, but obviously, with their inexperience in there, um, that wasn't happening. They got a good one, but um, yeah, I think you're right. If he dominates, they they go well. Yeah, I'm tipping the Titans as well. Um, the final game that's the Sunday two o'clock game. And the final game is the Sharks v Eels at, um, at Jubilee Stadium. Well, how good's this game going to be? <laughs> We've already spoken about Wade Graham, and you're going to talk about him in your column about how he turned the game last week. But um, how how good are some of these young blokes that they brought in last time? Um, that they they had Jackson Ferris in the centres. You would have loved yeah. that try. He scored. He, he unfortunately suspended and injured oh. on on debut. He 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 played. Um, and, and Braden Trindle, I thought he went well too. He's not playing this week, but what what it showed in the halves, he was. Uh, what it showed to me is the Sharks have got young guns that they can bring into the system. They're good depth, and that they've got real leaders like Wade Graham, yeah. who, who turned the match. Well, they, they've got a. You look across the park. Um, you know they have. Uh, they seem to have struck a good balance um, with Wade Graham lead, uh, leading them. But there's other even at the start of the season new names and now they brought in a couple more shows they got a fairly good feeder system uh, and, and good depth in the club they got to be impressed by that um, you know and obviously stealing the win last week that's what you want um, you know we all thought it was going to go the other way but um, when you when you got a player with his his experience and his skill um, that that's where the opposition, you've got to be on the ball with someone like that, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, Broncos didn't do that last week, but he's such a good player. I mean, it's easy to say too, uh, but good players always seem to come come to the fore. Yeah, they do. Um, look, I I, um, I love that Talakai too. He played in the centres last mm. week. He's back in the se- second row this week. Um, the, the the Eels were um, not that great against the Bulldogs, but they still won. Uh, look, I'm going to tip the Sharks here. I just think Parramatta's... I'm not saying that they deserve that they um, are due a loss, but I just think I think I like the look of the Sharks team, especially with Dugan and Ramian back in it. Mm. I'm tipping yeah. the Sharks. Yeah, look, I, I've gone Parramatta. I, I just think they they're going to have to turn turn that around that form from last week. And um, you know, it, even though things might not have you know they might not have played as well as we thought they should, they still won, and they're the games you want to win. Uh, you got to win those tough ones. Um, so I, 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 I think they're just a better team uh, than what Sharks are at the moment. Okay. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Steve. Um, and um, we're getting to the, the, the run into the final series now. It's, it's all heating up. Every, every game's vital. I think um, you look at the top eight, the West Tigers could probably get their way in there. Manly, obviously, just out of the eight on form yeah. against. Um, the Warriors are looming up, but I can't see them forcing their way in. I really only think there's 10 teams that can make the eight. I think Manly and West Tigers just out of the eight are the yeah. two that could force their way in. I can't see the others doing so. No. Anyone that's on six points or less 
I can't make the eight, in my view. Even mathematically, I don't think they can. So the, the Dragons and Warriors are just hanging on by the skin of their teeth there with eight points. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, mate, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, I think I think also you'll find the next couple of weeks it, it'll sort itself out. Um, if you look at the way the two groups, when you say two groups, the bottom teams and, and the, the the ones that you know are playing some good rugby league, they'll, they'll sort themselves out pretty quickly. Mm. Manly's problem is they're for and against yeah. and they're negative. Um, so they're going to have to fix that because Injuries. We can, yeah. I can see the, the top eight being decided on for and against. So the, the Eagles are going to look to, hopefully when they get Tom Travojevic back, put a few scores on a few teams to, yeah. get, the, to get that for and against up. Okay, Steve, we'll talk next week. Thanks, John.